Welcome to Holistic Ministries, Be Healed, Be Whole. Um, we will be starting in um, a few minutes and we are in anticipation for what God wants to say to us tonight. So again, welcome everybody um, to Holistic Ministries, Be Whole, Be Healed. Um, we thank God for another day, um, for another opportunity to share what he has put placed on our hearts to share. I thank God for um, my co-host, Moan Jean Mary, for joining um, me tonight as we go forth and just say what's on the Father's heart. I want to just begin um, with prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your your presence god we thank you god for everything that you desire to do on tonight we thank you god for this season we thank you lord for this season for this is a season that we've never seen we are embarking upon a great move of god we are in anticipation lord for what you want to do in this hour god so we posture ourselves we position ourselves in a place of obedience to your voice god we position ourselves god whatever you want to do god however you want to move lord we posture ourselves god at your feet to hear your voice to hear god your instructions lord you are the one that we are advised by you are the one god oh god that we are listening to god you are the one oh god that is ordering our steps lord so we thank you we thank you we thank you god we humble ourselves before you on tonight God, we humble ourselves under your mighty hand. Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, God, for even this platform. We ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, oh God, to fill this room. God, fill our mouths, Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, we open our ears to hear, God, even though we plan to say some things, God, but whatever you want to do and however you want to move god we are in position to 
to follow your lead. You are in control, God. We are yielded to you tonight in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you, God. We bow down before you. You are our king. You're our Lord. You're our Father. You are reigning on the throne. We thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you, God, for a stirring up that you're doing in the body of Christ. We thank you for how you're moving in and through your people. Oh, Lord, we thank you, God, for how you put it inside of us, Lord. Oh, God, to have a sense of urgency in this hour, God, to stay in position, God, to stay close to you, Lord, to draw even closer to you than we ever been. God, we know that it is an urgency. We know, God, that it is a time, God, where we need you. We need you like we've never needed you before, God. We are, God, in anticipation for what you want to do. We are in pursuit of you. Lord, we are thou shalt. We are in pursuit of you, God. We desire to be in your presence at all times, Lord. And God, even throughout the day, God, in the morning, all throughout the day, even at night while we're sleeping, God, deal with us, Lord. God, speak to us, Lord. God, that we will not rest until we do what you've called us to do. God, we want it. Ah, We want you. We want to please you. We want to do things, God, that are desired, desirable upon you. So, Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this space, God. We thank you for what, whatever you want to do and however you want to do it. We position ourselves, God, to be used by you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. So we just thank God. We thank God for this time. We thank God for whatever he wants to say tonight. Um, I thank God for my um, co-host tonight, my dear friend, um, Moanji Mary. Um, she has been a wonderful friend for several years. And not only um, are we friends, but we are um, uh, prayer partners, um, business partners. You know, I just thank God um, that he's allowed us to be connected. Um, and for years. So I just thank God for the call that is on her life. Um, Moen is a hairstylist, um, cosmetologist, uh, celebrity hairstylist. She's a prophet of God, a minister of God, a worshiper, a dancer. You know, she is just um, full of so many things that God has blessed her to do. And I just thank God that she has yielded herself um, to be used by God in this hour. And I just celebrate the call um, that is on her life and what God is doing in and through her during this time. And she she is just a blessing. She is just a blessing to the body. But I just want to get right into um, this word that God gave me. Um, get ready and anticipate the move of the Father. Um, God gave me this word a couple of um, weeks ago. No, it was actually last month. Um, he gave me this word and, um, my phone, uh, actually was down, (laughs) I would say for like two weeks. Um, and so I could not get on, um, uh, this platform to even release this. So I, you know, one, one things that, um, that we have to uh, understand when it comes to anything, 
Um, number one, everything isn't warfare. Um, and then number two, um, sometimes when things are shut down, it may not be time. So we have to even um, be attentive and be um, uh, sensitive to what God wants to do. So I just believe it was supposed to be released during this time. Um, so get ready and anticipate the move of the Father. God wants us to get ready to get ready. Anticipation is expectation. We are expecting God to move. We are not hoping, we are not wishing, but we are expecting him to move. And it's a realization that we have to have in advance before we even see him moving. And some, in some instances, he's moving now, but God says it is greater than what it it, what we see and what we sense, because I know um, a lot of people in the body of Christ are sensing something's coming and you feel an urgency to get in, in position and to get ready. And that is God. That is God that is putting it inside of us to make sure that we do not miss what he is trying to do in and through us. So when if you think about expectation, when you are expecting, like if you're expecting somebody to come to your house, you clean up, you get things in order um, so that when they come, they will feel welcome. This is what God says. He wants my, he wants his people to make sure that everything that God is telling us to do, that we position ourselves and prepare. So how many of us can truly say that we have embraced um, what God is trying to do. And we have even um, embraced that the fact that we have to move from the former place that we have been in to go into the new place. And so the things that we used to do in times past, God is saying they, they won't even work anymore. You know, even our prayer time and our devotion time, the things that used to keep us or used to keep us going, God is saying they, they, it's not going to work because you need more for this season. Um, hey, God, 2 and 19 says the glory of the Lord and of this present house will be greater than the former house, says the Lord. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord God Almighty. So this former, the former glory that was is not going to be what's to come it's going to be greater it is a great need i know y'all can sense it it's a great need for the glory of god to be released in the earth and it will be but will you be the one to die to yourself and allow god to use you um for it to be revealed in the earth the earth is groaning and moaning and waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God and the glory of God. The thing about the glory of God, it should not have a thermometer. Um, a thermometer. It should not be controlled by how we feel because sometimes we may not feel like doing what we're supposed to do, but it only can be controlled by what he wants because our life belongs to him. So what does he want to do in every space? He wants to be in every part of our lives. The Holy Spirit has to be our gauge that we use. And we have to tap into the Spirit to get close to the Father, to know His heart. So prior to moving to any place in God, it takes an act of faith. God tells us when to move. He tells us how to move. But it's a matter of if we are yielded to his direction. And you know, some of us have been questioning um, God's instruction that he's been giving us lately um, because it's been different. 
it, it's somewhat been looking like it's not all put together. And I think sometimes we want our presentation to be so polished to the fact that we don't give it to people or release it raw and uncut just as God has given it to us. But again, the glory of God has to be controlled only by him. It's his presence. It's not our glory. It's not our power. It's not within our own strength that we can do anything. It is only through him. And so he said, also, um, we got to get out of fitting into this mold, whether the mold is your mental, whether this mold, um, um, is the spirit of control by leadership, whether this mold has be, um, been because of somebody's verbal opinions of something that has been said to you, however form it is, it's not of God. Um, listen, as we look at the story of David, he tried to wear Saul's garment and it did not work for him. So he, he went out and killed the giant the way that God showed him to do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure the others, as they looked at him, they probably would have said to themselves, let me see how David's going to do this because I don't know how in the world his little scrawny self is going to kill this big giant. And they probably would not have done it the way he would have done it. But what God is saying in this hour, I'm giving you a different way. I'm giving you a different approach. And he says um, in this way, he says, because it has to be done differently. It cannot be done uh, uh, in a way where it's programmed and you've seen it done before, so you're gonna do it that way. And so this is why our ears have to be attentive to, um, to what God is saying specifically. And we have to be in a place where we hear God for ourselves. And what God has called us to do and is calling us to do, it's not gonna be popular. It will go against the grain. This is how you're going to know that it's God. <laughs> Everybody is not going to be in agreement with what God is telling you to do. And this is why you have to know for yourself that it is God. He is getting us into a place of readiness. This is not a place where we're trying to make our name great. This is not a place where we're trying to be glorified in our own selves. This is why we have to die to our own will and to our own way. And so I wanna also address the resistance. All resistance isn't the devil. <laughs> Some is God. God will not allow us to walk in error. We cannot go to the next place with the baggage of the past. And so some of you are saying, how in the world um, um, can all of this be happening? And I still move forward and do what God is telling me to do. How in the world can I still produce in this chaotic situation? And what God is saying to you, he's setting the stage. He's getting things out of the way so that he can establish order in your life. And so I want to just briefly talk about Jeremiah and I'm going to read from Jeremiah because that is where um, I brought this. Well, the Lord gave to me to bring this, um, this thought out. And so Jeremiah, he was a prophet. He, and a prophet is a representative of God. A prophet speaks um, for God. Um, as if it was God speaking. A prophet teaches the truth. A prophet um, interprets the word. So Jeremiah was a prophet sent to deliver some difficult messages, but he went in faith. And so I'm just going to read um, just a portion of what God told Jeremiah to do. He, uh, Let's see. It's Jeremiah 1, 17 through 19. 
God get he said get up and prepare for action go out and tell them everything I tell you to say do not be afraid of them or I will make you look foolish in front of them for see today I have made you strong like a fortified city that cannot be captured like an iron pillar or a bronze wall you will stand against the whole land the kings the officials the priests and the people of Judah they will fight you but they will fail for I am with you and I will take care of you. I, the Lord, has spoken. This is the word of the Lord. If we will believe what he said, we will not fail. So what did he tell Jeremiah? He said, get up, arise out of the place. Show that you have signs of life. Get up from where you are. And he says, prepare, make yourself useful. Um, for consideration, you have to prepare. We cannot act on anything if we do not have full knowledge of what God is telling us to do. So we have to prepare. We cannot just go and just wing it and think we can do whatever we want to do. But God says we have to prepare. We can fight a spirit. We cannot fight a spiritual battle with a carnal mindset. We have to be clear on what God is telling us to do. Believers, even if you are not a prophet and you do not have the prophetic mantle on your life, we are still messengers of God. We cannot relay a message that we do not have. Or we have to be careful to relay the message in God's stead and do exactly what he said. The Bible says the she his sheep know his voice and a stranger they will not follow. But the thing that we have to be mindful of that it is a process that we have to go through even to have a keen sense of hearing. It is a process because there are so many things that God has to shut down. Our own mindset, different things that have been spoken by other people different things that are in our culture, all of that has to be shut down so that we can hear God clearly. So the process, number one, it, and this is what he walked Jeremiah through. He called him and it says, before you were born in your mother's womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet to the nation. God is calling us. He is calling us to a place of obedience. And then after he calls us and we answer, because Jeremiah had a couple of excuses. He said, I'm young. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. But God says he's going to prepare you after he called you. And so Jeremiah, it says, um, he has, he had, God gave him two lessons. I'm not going to go through the lessons that God gave um, Jeremiah, but he gave him two lessons um, in his training as a prophet. Um, Jeremiah would receive a message to speak, but before he could speak, he had to see. Before you can make any impression upon anybody else's heart, it first has to be made upon your own soul. You must be able to say concerning the truth, I see it before you can speak it. You have to be able to see it yourself before you can speak it to somebody else because this word, whatever God is giving us, it has to come alive in us. And when it is alive and activated in us, then other people can feel it and they can sense it when it has become one with us. So number three, he sends us. 
he sends us. After he calls us, after he prepares us, he sends us. And therefore, he says, prepare yourself and arise. So Jeremiah, he properly saw and understood the two visions. God felt that he was ready to go forth, of course, with additional preparation um, and to speak to them as God commanded him. So there were stages um, of even Jeremiah's um, ministry. When he first started out, um, the king Josiah, he was a godly king. He started out as a good start. Um, and then Josiah died. Things got worse. And one of the um, kings um, that Jeremiah was prophesying to or running alongside of, what he did was he took the scroll, cut it in pieces and threw it in the fire and his life was threatened. What I want to let everybody know that we have a real enemy. And I know sometimes when we, we're we starting ministry and we may come out the gate and everybody's supporting you, um, people may be congratulating you and they're saying, you know, this is the launch of your new ministry. This is a launch of um, your new business or whatever God has called you to do. And you have all of these people just pushing you forward, but then you're going to have have opposition. The enemy does not want you to go forward. So just know that no matter what happens, I don't care if it's people in position. I don't care if it's prominent people or people that have titles. There are going to be somebody or some people that are going to come up against what God has called you to do. And then Jeremiah went through a difficult season um, with the king um, Zedekiah. He was on the throne by the Babylonians and the Babylonians are the people that had Israel in um, bondage. And he was basically a puppet. You're going to have, you're going to see, and I know we see this in this time where there are people that are going in God's stead that are not doing what God has called them to do. Pro false prophets. There are people that are walking and, and doing things in the name of the Lord that are not called by God, or maybe they started out good and the enemy um, infiltrated their spirit. They went through some things. They let their guard down. But even, even in that aspect, God is saying, I'm raising up a people that are going to follow my steps. The Bible said the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. But God is raising up a people that will not be afraid, that will not take down, that will not back down no matter what we are dealing with and facing. God has to make us a fortified city. God has to build us up in a place so so much and so that no matter what we deal with or matter what we face, that we will keep going. We will keep going and, um, and until God has said, listen, now it's time to go to the next place. Now it's time to go to the next assignment. Now it's time. And we have to know when to move. We have to know when to transition. Even if it's our physical location, we have to know. And Jeremiah had a difficult message. His, his message was sent to um, the Jews, which was um, uh, Judah, and it was sent to them in exile. Just imagine him sending a message. They were already in bondage, and he sent a message letting them know they were an unfaithful wife. They were rebellious children, um, um, rebellious in judgment. Uh, infidelity, all of the things that they were doing, he had to send a difficult message. Just know that when God uses you, everything that God gives you may not rub across the uh, the right way um, with certain people. I don't care what it is. We cannot not share what God says, even if it's not 
um, if even if this is a word of correction or if it is a word to get people in alignment with where, where God wants them to be, we have to be obedient to what God has said. So these the Israelites, Judah was in exile because of idolatry, because of disobedient. So I want to even pose the question to you, what has exiled you? What has banished you from the glory and the presence of God? What has caused you to back down? Was it Has it been culture? Has it been religion? Has it been the traditions of man? Has it been even um, your own insecurities? Some of our gifts have been exiled. Some of our visions have been exiled. But God says it's time to go in storage. It's time to get ready to live. Some things need to be moved and transitioned out of the way. And there are some things things that need to be thrown out completely. We cannot get up one day and says it's time to move if we have not been prepared. And so what is stopping us from moving forward? Self-sabotage stops us. Our own insecurity stops us. Strongholds from the past, different traumas that we've dealt with. But God is saying, I'm healing you from those things in the past that have stopped you before, that you have picked up things and you dropped it and you said, Lord, I can't do this. I've been through too many things. I'm hurting. I'm in pain. I'm not in a conducive atmosphere where I can produce. But God is saying, if you stay in my presence, and if you stay close to me, then I'll show you. I'll give you all that you need. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. And so think about it with Jeremiah and Moan. I'm getting ready to give you the... um the microphone and then I'll come back in. But Jeremiah, think of how difficult this was to preach for 23 years and no one listened. And listen, we 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 go forth and get a little discouragement after we started out the gate maybe a month or two months, but he preached for 23 years and no one seemed to listen. Just know on your assignment and your call, demons are leached out because of where you're going. There is opposition coming. The enemy wants you to stop, but he does not have the power to stop what God is doing in and through you because this is the power of God and he cannot stop what God has called you to do. He cannot stop it. God's word cannot return void, but it can only do what it is set out to do. And so I even speak and declare everybody that is listening to this now and will listen to this later. If God spoke it, it shall be. And if God said it, it is so in Jesus name. The devil does not want you to move. And he doesn't even care, even even if we're in a place now and we're moving and we're producing, he, he doesn't even care about that because he wants you to remain there. But God says, I want you to be in a place that anytime I tell you to move, that you are ready to move. If he has you in a season for a certain amount of time, okay. But when God says, okay, it's time to move, it may even be resistance in us when, when God is saying, I'm transitioning you. I'm getting ready to move you. You can even feel it sometimes. Things begin to shift in our own individual lives when we know God is saying, okay, I'm moving you. And even if it comes to your job, even if it's a physical location, you can feel God will cause things to move in your life so that you don't have 
any choice but to move from that place. And so this is the point where I'm going to um, share, open my mic to Mo. And I want you to share your testimony. This testimony she's getting ready to, sh to share is a testimony of obedience to God, where God told her to move. She's, she's, she's going to um, go into detail. But even when God says do something immediately, we cannot waste time. When God give us a, an instruction and we say, you know, I don't know if it's the right time. I don't know if I should do it now. If God says move now, move now. Because there is a time frame where God is giving us a window for um, us to move. And our obedience is linked to somebody else's breakthrough. So I'm going to release my mic. And Moanne, I want you to share what God has laid on your heart. Thank you so much, uh, Crystal, for the introduction. Uh, so powerful. Um, yeah, God is really doing a new thing um, in this season. And um, and the Lord was just sharing with me just now that, Mo, you got to take it back to the beginning um, of what I was doing and what brought you here today. Um, so in 2019 of September, my lease was up in my apartment. And I was getting all these signs around me telling me, like, it's time for you to leave. It's time for you to leave. And I'm like, God, where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? And um, I had all this furniture and I was not looking for another apartment because something in me didn't have the desire to look for anything else. So God was preparing me to leave, even though I did not want to leave. So I end up staying in the apartment for a few more months without a lease, which is very rare. So they did not renew my lease because they forgot to renew my lease. So September goes by, October goes by, November, December, no lease. January comes around, I get suspicious because I'm like, I've never been in an apartment without a lease. And so the landlord kind of reaches out to me. She's like, oh, I'll get back to you and I'll see what we can do. And then I started to see um, weird activity happen in my apartment. They, I was falling asleep, like for no reason. As soon, as soon as I was walk in, there would be a spirit of heaviness that would make me tired. And then I would find a dead mice under my bed, dead mice in the middle of the floor while I'm walking to the bathroom. And I did not have a rodent issue at all. God was like, I'm telling you to leave this place right now and you're not listening to me. And so in January, when I was getting all those warning signs, I went to the landlord. I said, you know what, since I don't have a lease, uh, I think I'm going to leave the apartment. Um, you let me know when you want me to leave, because uh, I just feel something within me is just telling me, you know what, you know, something's not adding up, you know, I, you got to go. So I told her that, but not in that way, of course, in a nicer, nicer way. And she said, okay. And I told her, you let me know when you want me to leave. Cause I don't just want to leave the apartment and leave you by yourself and not have anyone to pay it. Please let me know. She gets back to me two days later. She said in March, March 30th will be your last day in that apartment. I said, okay, no problem. And then so time goes by. I'm actually seeing a therapist because I was going through so many things emotionally at that time. Um, and at that time, um, my, even my therapist is asking me, have you been looking for apartments? I'm like, no, I, I don't know why I, I'm, I've been busy. I haven't had the time to look for apartments. No, I haven't been looking for an apartment. So what happens? So March comes around, the pandemic happens. I work is shut down March 22nd, 2020. My last day in that apartment, it's March 30th, 2020. And I'm like, okay, God, this is why you're telling me to leave. This is why you're calling me to leave that apartment. She was, he was telling me six months before I left, leave the apartment because something's about to go down. But I didn't know what. So he was allowing all these crazy things to come my way to leave the apartment. But I wasn't really paying attention to the small signs. And so 
when I finally listened in January and I, and I, and I decided to do that and I said, God, what, what am I going to do with all this furniture? He said, I, I need you to give it all away. Give it to somebody in need. I bought the furniture. I was only there for two years, brand new bed, brand new, beautiful couch, living room set, like table, everything new. He said, and I'm a wedding hairstylist, by the way. So he said, I want you to give it to that bride and her husband that just got married a couple of months ago. They need it. So I gave them my couch. I gave them my bed. I gave them my, I gave them everything. There was nothing in me that held on to anything. He said, whatever they want. And I would ask them, do you want this? Do you want this? They're like, oh my God, yes, yes. I gave it all. Had friends who had, who came for leftover things. I gave it all. God said, even get rid of your clothes. And he said, if you listen to me and obey me now, I'm going to give you more than what you're losing right now. I said, okay, God, I hear you. And then it was an act of faith to, to, to believe that I was hearing God telling me that, especially knowing the person that I am. I really love to dress nice. Like he was like, get rid of all of it. You're just going to take a two suitcase worth of clothes and you'll get, you can take some of your pieces in your home. But other than that, everything else got to go. So I, I obeyed. I did that. And where did I end up, y'all? I ended up in the back of my salon sleeping during the pandemic. And I had so much peace in that place. And I was just like, God, I don't know how long this pandemic is going to go for, but I'm just going to stay here until you tell me to move. Um, so a lot of people were worried for me, were scared for me, but I had the most peace that I ever had in my entire life because I knew that if God could pull me out of that space in advance, I know that he's with me in this moment, even though it looked like it was a low moment in my life. And so people who were just like, oh my God, Moana is so blessed, look so blessed. Like if I tell you the people that kind of walked away because I, did, I didn't appear blessed anymore, like it looked like I lost everything. The people that said, where's your God? The people that said, oh my God, this is the kind of God you serve. You're sleeping in the back of your salon. And I was just like, whoa, God. And he was just showing me different people. He was just showing me their hearts. He was showing me people who really probably were who wanted to be around me because of who I was and the things that I had. And so even in the midst of me being in the, uh, the, the pandemic in the, in the back room, God was speaking. He said in the salon, there's some things that are about to happen in this world. Moen, I want you to start shifting some things and getting some things ready in the salon because I want this to become a wellness space. I know you were all about beauty and it's still about beauty. I want this to be a space of wellness because a lot of people are gonna come in really hurt, battered, and they're gonna need a place to feel whole and a place of healing. So I'm preparing this space for the people to come in. So God had me change my entire brand to a, a brand of wellness, to using natural products, to um, even giving the clients juices, green juices, suggestions of different things that they should be taking. Okay, you're having this issue with your body. All the stuff he's telling me to do in the pandemic, and I obeyed and I did it. And if I tell you, I was like, God, I can't use my money because I don't know what's about to happen. Someone came out of nowhere and said, Moan, let me see the plan that God gave you. Blessed me with $16,000 and told me I didn't have to pay, pay it back. And, and it's so funny. As I was writing down the plan, I said, God, I don't want no debt. I'm, I'm not taking any debt with this plan. If you're giving me this plan, I'm not get, I'm not going into debt. So the friend blesses me months later, tells me, you don't have to owe me anything back. You're good. So I was just like, wow, God, like you're blowing my mind. So God finally opens up the door for me to move into uh, another apartment, which is my sister's apartment because she's moving out into a condo. And the one thing with me and my sister, um, we 
we were having a, a rough relationship in the past couple of years. And I believe that God shifted me to live by her to really reconcile our relationship, not even for me to be in an apartment, but really to reconcile. And so I obeyed the Lord because he showed me a dream that I would be with her for a while in the, or in her vicinity or her area. And I go and I'm there and, and I'm in Jersey, but I work in New York and I get exhausted. I'm sleeping on the roads. I'm sleeping on the highways. Um, I'm sleeping in a salon sometimes. I'm sleeping at friends' homes. I'm, I'm sleeping everywhere, but no solid place. Even though I had a home in Jersey, I could never really rest my hair there, head there because I was working in New York. I said, God, this don't make no sense. Like, why am I traveling and I'm exhausted and I can't even rest in my own bed because I'm, I work in New York, but I live in Jersey. But he was really doing something between me and my sister. And that's why he allowed all of that to happen. So finally, um, a shift comes again and he's like, okay, so it's time for you to leave to go to the next place. And I said, okay, Lord, um, where am I going? And he dropped in my spirit, like a house. And I said, a house, God, I don't have no money for no house. I'm going to buy a house. And I don't even have a, like a family. I don't have any kids, a boyfriend, husband, nothing like a house. And then, so I obeyed. So I get my taxes done, 2020, 2021, get all my banking information, um, things just start to get better, even for me financially around the time that like God is gathering me up to get this house. So I got, I go look at a few houses. I'm just like, oh, that's beautiful. But it's such a competitive market right now for homes. And I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to get this house because God, this is, this is uh, like, I'm not going higher than any other number that they're asking me because everyone is bidding. They're like $70,000. Then all this extra amounts that they're putting on top of the actual amount that they're asking for. And I said, I'm not doing that. And then so the Lord said to me, then what do you want? I said, you know what, God? I think, I think I'm not ready to live in a house yet. So he's always asking me, so what do you want? Because he tells me, and then he asks me, what, I, what do I want? I don't think I'm ready to live in a house yet. Like, I really would like a family first before I live in a house. And then so I'm heading to California because I have a wedding to do in California. And I'm on the airplane. And something about being close to the heavens. Um, and when I'm out of the country, when there's an open heaven, I hear Lord, the Lord more clearly. So I'm on the plane on my way to California to go do a bride's hair. And the Lord whispered to me in 2021 of September, you're going, you're moving to California. I was like, what? And, and that was it. That's all I heard. You're moving to California. And then when I heard that, I said, no, that's, that was, that was me. I, I, I made that because I, there's no way I'm moving to California. I, California was not even in my radar to move to. I live in New York and I'm born and raised in New York all my life. I can't move to California. Who's out there? There's nothing out there for me. And so I get to the wedding in obedience. What do I do? I have three hour gap in between break between me and the bride for me to meet with her again. I go look at apartments in between the wedding. So I go, I go see a few apartments and I'm like, no, I don't, I don't see me living in this area in LA. No, I don't see this area for me as well too. And so I kind of put in a back burner. I said, okay, God, maybe I'm, I'll be moving by the end of 2021 in December. You know, you make, you make a date for yourself. God may speak something, but you put the date like, no, this is when it's going to happen. So I said, December, 2021, but it didn't make any sense because I'm an owner of a salon in, in New York. And so Who's going to manage it? Who's going to take care of all these responsibilities? I can't just leave like that. So I go and I put it in the back burner. I stop, I stop searching for the house. 
um, for the apartment, excuse me. And then in December of 2021, I go do a wedding in Florida. It's my niece's wedding. And the makeup artist sees me as I walk in. She goes, you look like you belong somewhere warm because I came in, hello, everybody. Like I came in with that spirit. And then she's like, you look like you live somewhere warm. I was like, who says that to someone? Who says that you look like you live somewhere warm? And so I just felt like when I hear things like that, I feel like God was speaking through that makeup artist. I was like, okay. Like he's, he's awakening up that desire to move to California again. And then so my my niece is done. She goes and she she's about to get married. And it's just me and the makeup artist in the room. And then she goes, um, I'm moving to California in December. And nobody knows, but I just prepared. I saved my money and I'm leaving. And I was just like, wow. And I asked her why. And she goes, you know, I just feel led to go there. And I was like, when did you hear, when did you start feeling led to go to California? She goes back in September, 2021. I was like the same time I heard it. Like I heard God tell me to move. It's the same time she heard God tell her to move in September, 2021. And I was like, okay, wow. Interesting God. So she speaks to me. She tells me, and I I told her the same thing that I, I heard the same thing. And I feel like I'm led to go, but I can't go yet. She goes, okay, well take your time and just be led to go when you know it's the time, the right time to go. So the time is like coming around in March of 2022, my lease is up in Jersey and I have nowhere to go. So it's January and it's about to hit February and I'm still trying to figure out where am I going? And so what happens? God will send someone to guide you. So in my loneliness, I'm like, you know what, God, I would like to have a boyfriend now. Let me go and hinge and see if there are any any prospects, right? That 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 might be compatible to me. So I go on there and no one is like interesting to me. I'm just like, am I even replying to all of them? Cause I'm just like, no, like you're not my type. No, we don't have the same values. And then this one guy sends me a message. And then he sends me a message and he's like, uh, hey, beautiful. You look very classy and elegant in this picture. And I was like, and I was like, oh, wow, he's very handsome. I'm going to reply back to him. So we're responding back and forth. And, we, and where does he live, guys? He lives in California and I live in New York. And I was like, how is Hinge connecting me to a man in California? So we continue speaking and he's a, he's a RN for the ICU at his hospital. Just really great person, great personality. And, um, I start to inquire, not even through him, but I saw where he lived. He lived in Orange County um, in California. And so I was just like, oh, wow, let me check out Orange County. LA is a little expensive, but maybe I could live in Orange County because it's only 45 minutes away. So I look at the apartments. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is the apartment that I want, two bedroom, great price. Let me go for it. I got accepted immediately. And I'm like, wow, God, you're really in this. If I tell you once I got that apartment in Orange County, the man stopped communicating with me. The man did not respond to my text messages, nothing. It's like he disappeared. And I, and I looked up and I laughed at God. I said, God, you will use anybody to get me to where you need me to be. The Lord used him as a catalyst to get me to California. And so I obeyed and I laughed. I wasn't even mad. I said, okay, God, like... I see exactly what you're doing. And so a week goes by, I'm ready and I'm planning, I'm going to California and a client calls me. And the client calls me and she goes, 
She goes, uh, Moan, my hair is matted. It is a mess. I need you to do my hair before I move to California next month. I'm like, what is going on with California? And then she goes, I'm moving to LA. I was like, oh, wow, I'm moving to California too. She goes, no way. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And she's like, where are you moving? I'm like, Orange County. And she goes, no, you belong in LA. I was like, excuse me? She goes, you belong in LA. I was like, did you see LA's prices? My gosh, I don't know about LA, right? And then she sends me a video of her apartment. She goes, no, 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 no. And sends me the video of her apartment. Her apartment is absolutely huge, beautiful, 26th floor. Um, like, and her apartment is $6,000. And I said, it's, no, no. <laughs> like, God, what? Like, $6,000 for an apartment. And guys, like, I don't even pay, I don't even pay that much at all for an apartment. And I never thought in my life that I would pay that much for an apartment, nor even a house for a mortgage. So this young lady stretched me, stretched my faith. And so at that moment, sorry, one second, I'm going to charge my phone before it dies. I'm sorry, guys, one second. So at that moment, um, just speaking to her, something in me just leaked. And she said, Moan, you're going to go for the apartment because when you once you move to California, you're going to be able to make up the money for the apartment. She goes, the clientele that you're going to have is going to be another level and you're going to be fine. If I tell you, when she spoke that to me, I believed her so much that the cap that I had in my mind concerning what was expensive shifted. When I said a cap in my mind was maybe $1,500 or $2,000, it shifted. Because when she showed me that she had the ability to pay $6,000 for an apartment and didn't, and didn't flinch, I was just like, wow, this young lady is a young lady who, who owns her own business. She shows black women how to trade in the stock market. And that is her goal in life, to make other black women wealthy. And, and when I heard her speak, because I understand how success works and she understands how success works, it's all about faith, right? And believing that you could do something. And so I listened to her. And guess what, guys? I had all my documents ready because I was searching for a house. So I had my W-2s, not my W-2s, I had my, my income taxes ready. I had my financial statements ready. So it was very quick. So I sent them all that information um, immediately. I went to go apply for the building and then I got denied. And I was just like, God, you told me to go by faith and to do this. And I got denied. Like, like this is not what I expected. And then the Lord kept on saying, but what do you want? And I was like, I want to live there. And something in me was still kind of like fighting the idea that I could still live there because it made sense for me to go for the apartment that was more my price range, right? Because I already got accepted to live there. And, but something about that apartment in Orange County didn't match who I was. I saw the kitchen and I was like, God, the kitchen counters are not cute. I can't do those kitchen counters, God. I cannot. Um, and it can sound really vain to some people, but I believe that when you're looking for a house and you're going to invest in something, you better be happy with everything that's in this house. And that was what God was trying to show me. He says, everything you want, everything you desire, that is what you're going to have. And, and so... He says, what do you want, Moan? And I said, I want to live in the high-rise condo in LA. And he goes, and that's what it's going to be. He goes, I want you to write it down. 
and I want you to confess it every single day. I live in this building, apartment 705 in a high rise building in LA. And I was confessing it. I was, even when the negative report came, he said, still confess it. And, and so I continued to confess it. And then so the client, her name was Tiffany, came by and she goes, how's everything going with the apartment? I was like, I got denied. And she goes, I've been having some problems with them too. She goes, I'm going to go see them in the next couple of days. Like, I'm, I'm going to let you know what happens. If I tell you she goes and sees them, the next day I get an email and it says, we will be happy to have you and your friend Tiffany live in our building. And I said, excuse me? I just got a denial letter a couple of days ago. But now that she walks in the building, she gets me and her in the building. And I said, okay, wow, wow, God, like this is interesting. And, and I'm going to say this, why did, I get, why did I get denied? They said, you need to make five times the rent to live in this building. So who lives in this building? There's a lot of celebrities probably live in this building, um, people who are very, very wealthy who lives in this building. Like, I would love to get to that status, but I ain't quite there yet. <laughs> so... At the end of the day, God said, no, I'm putting you in the proximity of those people for a reason. So she goes in. I don't know what she does, but the next day I got an email. And so they called me right after. And I kind of had to play a role. I don't know. The Lord just put something in me to play a role. And so they called me. They go, Moan, we would love for you to live in our building. And I was like, you know what? I don't know. I'm not sure. I kind of had my eye on the Orange County building because, you know, there's just a lot of going back and forth. And, and I, I'm not just, I just feel like a settling within myself to just live in Orange County now. And it was such a reverse role that I was playing to the point the man was so confused on the phone. So the man was like, well, you know, unfortunately, I'm so sorry to hear that. And I was like, you know what? But don't throw away my application. I need you to hold my application because if anything happens, I might change my mind. So if I change my mind, I need you to hold on to that just in case. So just put it on the shelf. Don't throw it away. And I'll call you back when I'm ready. And then he goes, okay, no problem. And I laughed when I got off the phone. I was like, God, what was that? Like, I've never done that before. I felt like I was in a state of negotiating, right? Like you can't let them know that you're desperate for this or you want this. It was just like the cards were in my hand. God said, this is how you're going to do it. So I did that. And then in the, I gave it a day and then I called the next day. And then God said, Moan, but what do you want? I said, I want the high rise building in you know, this apartment. And so I called the next day and then go, the guy goes, I'm going to go work on your application immediately and I'm going to get it approved. He moves, he moves, he moves. If I tell you guys that Monday, my company comes to pick up, pick up my furniture and they're asking which address is it going to? Is it going to Orange County or is it going to LA? I don't have a lease signed yet. I don't have any paperwork saying that I own this apartment. I said, by faith is going to LA. I wrote LA. <laughs> All these things are being driven from New York to LA. That's where it's going. So I, I wrote that and then the truck is going to LA to bring my things. And I'm like, but if anything happens, can I call Midway and change the address just in case? <laughs> and they were like, yes, you can. Just let us know in advance. But I still, by faith, wrote L.A. and the address for the L.A. and the apartment as well. And then so as I um, waited, I waited almost a week for them to approve that application. But I, I remember sitting there maybe that Friday night. He goes, can you send us your social again? And we just want to make sure everything is good. Goes 
go through my social. The next day, the next day I get another rejection letter. I was like, no, nah, they're playing with my emotions. I'm not doing this. This is crazy. And then I get an email. Congratulations. You're approved. What day you want to move in? I was like, what is going on? And the Lord told me, he said, you didn't qualify for that apartment. That's what happened. You, you never qualified for that apartment. He goes, but I qualified everything. So I moved in that man to qualify you. And the funny thing about it, the season that we're in, God is giving us as believers and the underdogs unusual favor, right? The Lord says, the ones that were in the back, I'm now bringing you to the front. The ones that have been hidden for so long, I'm now bringing you to the light. The ones that have been mistreated, I'm now elevating you and people will talk well about you. And so, and God told me, you didn't qualify for this, but I qualified it. And when I got in the building, there's only three African-American women in that building. And they were like, we need to increase this. We can't have this. So they were like, you need to get all your girls that can live in this building in this building. And I, and, and I was just like, wow, God, like you're using even me, the color of my skin, me just, just to be in this building that there's, if God is doing amazing things right now amongst people that have been kind of mistreated or had the, I would say just didn't really have favor in anything. And I said, okay, God. And I, and I watched him do this. And, and I would say, Thank you, Lord. Now I definitely live in this building on the seventh floor overlooking all of Los Angeles. And God says, this is what I had for you. It was your faith. It was only your faith that was allowed you to live here. And at the end of the day too, in my heart, if I didn't hear the Lord, I would have definitely went for that Orange County apartment. But God says, no, what do you want? Be very clear with me. What do you want? And God is like, this is the season I'm restoring everything that you've lost. Everything that you obeyed and gave away, I'm going to give you double of what you lost. And I know there's some people on this line who have lost so much. You lost things. You've lost family. You've lost friends, relationships. And God says, I'm going to bless you with more because of your obedience to me. And the one thing that the Lord was sharing with me earlier today, there's a book by Robert Kawasaki. Um, he's an investor. And it says that A students work for C students. And the one thing too, the enemy would like to make people think is that um, because you weren't perfect, because you know you messed up in this area, God is not gonna bless you. That's a whole lie and from the pits of hell. God says it's your obedience and it's your repentance that shifts things. So it doesn't matter how far left you've gone, how many bad things you've done. When your heart returns back to the father completely, God is like, I'm going to bring you back like you never left. And I'm going to restore everything that you've lost. And don't think that you're starting over. God can bring you back to where you need to be as we, as long as we stay before him. And and that's the one thing that God has been blessing me with this in this season. He's been even allowing me to share this testimony everywhere I go. He's even allowing me to share with non-believers, right? I'm in the bank when I get to California and there's a woman, African-American woman, and she's just standing there. And we just start conversing about different things as far as the neighborhood, like, you know, what's around here? Like, you know, what are the best 
restaurants and and we just start talking and I just shared the story with her briefly. She goes, oh, wow, like I'm trying to move and I really want a, a really great neighborhood for me and my daughter to live in. I don't want her, her to be raised in a neighborhood that we're in right now. And then she goes, you know, I applied for this place, but I didn't get approved. And I said, go, go do it again. Go apply again. I said, you didn't get approved last time, but this time you're going to get approved. Believe it. And she goes, oh, my God, you were definitely sent to me today. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before they didn't approve you, but this time around, they're going to approve you. And um, and God just has me sharing it everywhere because we've been beat down for so long that when we hear no the first time, we think that's 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 it. Right. That's what that's what it is. No. But just know that that first no may not be it. You might hear it the second time, but that third time around, guess what? You're going to be approved. You're going to be approved for that house. You're going to be approved for that car. God is going to give you unusual favor. As long as you're believing him, you're confessing it, and he's telling me to write the vision and make it plain, what do, what do you want? God is going to move on your behalf. And, um, and God is just doing amazing things even right now. He's blessed me with a manager for the salon. The manager came literally maybe two weeks before I left to move to California. Like literally everyone has been placed into position right before I left. And that's how I knew it was the Lord. And so, and I just pray that this was able to just encourage someone tonight that has been feeling like, man, God, why am I still here? It's time for you to move. It's time for you to step out in faith. God is giving you unusual favor. God is calling you to believe. God is calling you to elevate your mindset concerning what you think is expensive because what do you really want? Because whatever you want, God can make it happen. God can make it happen. Don't look at the expenses. Don't look at, oh my God, this is so much, but this is what I want. God will work it out in a way that you would never even imagine he could do it. Trust him. And he's, he's always been faithful. Faithful even today. <laughs> Despite of what I went through, God was with me in the storm. He was with me in the valley. He, he was with me in my good moments, in my bad seasons. He was always with me. But what came out of that? I came out stronger. I came out mentally stronger. I came out more elevated in my walk. I came out elevated even the way I think concerning money. Like even when things look bad financially for me, I'm not as bothered or or feeling overwhelmed because there's always a solution. There's always a way. Everything's about knowledge. Like who can I connect with that can make this work for me? Who can I connect with that can help me remove this off of my credit? Whatever it is, there's a solution. And we can't allow the things that have been holding us and weighing us down for so long, being afraid to open a bill, being afraid to, to do this because of, of the, the weight of how much it's going to cost. God is like, I'm elevating your mindset. I'm shifting you to another way of thinking and the way, another way of seeing. There's so many opportunities that are out there for us to be able to attain the things that God is calling us to attain. And if I tell you now, guys, what the Lord has done, he has set a table in the presence of my enemies. When God started to bring things back to me, he allowed the people that walked away to see it. He allowed the people that said, where's your God to now say, how can I help you? And I was just like, what is going on? This is the same person that said, please, like, I don't want to serve your God. If you're going to go through that, you're doing the most. You're always praying. This is ridiculous. And the same person is like, Can, like, do you need me to help you with anything? Because they're like, oh, wow. Like, like, because some things, some things, when God elevates you, it just shows people something 
it just draws people in a in a in a interesting way. When they see people doing well, people are just drawn to that. And and I said, God, it's all right. Because in what is it, Proverbs 27, he says, If you do whatever you do with excellence, I will bring you before kings and not obscure men. So whatever you're doing, whatever God is calling you to do in this season, God is going to bring us before kings. God is going to bring us before people that are going to really be able to take us, to elevate us, to bless us. And it was that connection to Tiffany that was my client that brought me to that place. He said, I'm going to bring you before kings, not obscurity, not people who are mediocre. And so I knew that the profession, the gift that God has given me has opened doors as well for me too, because of the level that I do it at and the way that I see it and the way that I like to do it at. And so I just pray that this was a blessing to someone on this line. I pray that God encourages you along the way and whatever you need to do to get to that place, just listen to him because he's already guiding you. He's showing you, he's giving you the small tidbits along the way to get to where you need to go because he has use of you in that next season where you're going to be at. Because even, even your wealth, the things that you have has nothing to do with you, but has everything to do with his glory and the glory he's about to get from when the people see you elevate and the respect and the honor you're going to get. And now people are going to see you in a different light. And now they're going to be like, tell me about your Jesus. Tell me about your Lord. Tell me about God. Because the tables are turning and shifting in the season. If you guys are noticing, people that are wealthy are losing their minds. They're jumping off of buildings. They're committing suicide. And God is like, I'm sending you guys out to minister to them. Like, And the thing is that I've noticed that when we've been so without for so long, when we lose things, we're not as bothered because we've been we've been broke, you know, many seasons of our lives. So we're not as emotionally unstable like others would be, especially when it comes to hard times and hard experiences. And so God is like, I, I've been preparing this moment all this whole entire time and I'm sending you out and God will use you guys um, in the midst of this great harvest that is happening in this season. Um, but that's all, guys. Um, I just pray that you will bless and God bless you. Wow. 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 Thank you so much, um, Moan, for sharing that testimony. I was just over here, just stirred up, stirred up. God is, like you said, he is turning the tables. He is shifting some things, um, things that we did not think that um, we were qualified for. And what came to me was um, our whole life qualified us. Everything that we have been through our entire life qualifies us for what God wants to do in right Absolutely. now, right yes. now. And so it led us all the way to this point. And you heard, this is the key um, to her testimony. She heard the voice of the Lord and she, though in the midst of, and this is the prayer that we should pray, Lord, help our unbelief because she heard the voice of the Lord. The Lord kept sending um, confirmation after confirmation through people that she didn't even wouldn't even have imagined it, it would have came through. But God, when he wants us to move to another place, it was a time frame on it. You know, God gave her and she didn't even realize it during the time as it was happening. It was time frames. It was time frames. God allowed her to be in certain seasons for a certain amount of time. And then he shifted her. And so this is what God is saying definitely to us that 
prepare to move, prepare for God to move, prepare for favor to be released um, to us because it is a new location. With her, it was a new physical location. With you, it may be a new location that you're physically moving to. It may be a place spiritually that God is taking you to. Um, if you even think about the children of Israel, when they were in the wilderness, they came out of bondage. Um, and like Moan was saying, this is a place, this is a, a, a place that God is trying to bring us out of bondage in our minds or a place of where we used to a certain cat or we're used to even financially, um, we look at price tags and we like, you know, I can't afford that. Um, or if we are looking for a building or whatever we're looking for, you know, I can't afford that. That's beyond my pay grade. How can we ever know um, how uh, what God can do? And and unless we test, not saying we got to test God, but if if He said it, I'm going to step out on faith. And trust what he said and 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 be obedient to the instruction that he's given. She went out and applied. She got a denial letter, letter. She kept going. She kept applying. And she listened to what God had say, said to her and his instruction. And she followed his voice. That is all we have to do. Israel, when they when it was time for them to move to, a, to another uh, location, what they did was the tribe of Judah was one of the strongest tribes. Um, because in Judah meant praise. And so they sent the tribe of Judah first. Um, and God, if we just take a moment and just thank God now for what he said, not for what we see, because we don't see any sign of this happening yet. We don't see any sign of what God promised. A lot of times is no indication that it's happening. Everything around us is going wrong, but Judah went first. Praise proceeds it proceeds the new things that god wants us to do so what do we think we have to do to get ready for god wants for what god wants to do and demonstrating his power so that other people can believe god for their situation and so because god did that for her she's sharing the testimony step out on faith god can do it for you too and so he wants us also to be in a place of um, of accepting the healing and the wholeness that God wants us to have so that we can move to that place. I'm sure in that time from what God told Moan to, to move, there was some healing that takes place. There was some trust that had to be um, that had to happen between her and her relationship with God. It drew her closer to God. It drew her in deeper times of prayer because when God gives you instruction, it's like, Lord, I need you to tell me more. Um, you told me to move. You told me to act on faith, but I need to to receive some more detailed instructions so I'll know what to do. And said, there are some things that God wants to release in times of prayer. And what will happen is he will begin to highlight things that he wants us to release so that we can hear him. And so he's going to do some digging in this season. He's going to do some digging in our hearts to take out some things that God, that he wants removed so he can replace it with what he needs you to grab a hold of, to take you to the next season. And so there are some things that are owed to you and your lineage. And so things have to come 
along the way. Things will come along the way, I'm sorry, that will try to block the flow. But I speak to everyone that will listen to this. I speak overflow in your life in the name of Jesus. I come against famine and drought because if we look at the Bible, um, there were different famines and different um, droughts. And what is a famine? It is an extreme lack of food. Um, it It is an extreme lack where it even even meaning in life, materialistic things, physical, spiritual. Um, it is a deprivation of, of, of things that may have been even lacking in your own life. But God is saying there is overflow that is coming in your life. Grab a hold of that. Even when we look at in the Bible, a lot of places where the people of God went, they they uh, they um, built altars, um, but most importantly, they dug wells. If we look at Abraham, he dug many wells, many wells. But then, and I want to encourage you: the things that you're doing now is going to affect the generations behind you. And so, God is saying, "I am giving you an unlimited supply and access of everything you need in this season. It is going to be miraculous. It is going to be uh, such favor that God is going to release on your life. You're going to be blown away by the ta- like Moan said, the table that God is setting before you in the presence of your enemies, in the presence of people that did not even believe that it can happen. And then what's going to happen is it's going to cause them to believe God for their own selves. So yes. um, God is using you to dig some wells for this generation and the generation to come. Abraham dug wells for his family, but for the future generations to benefit from that. But here we go. What happened? The Philistines stopped up the wells. And so there are some things that are going to come that is going to try to stop up the flow that God is trying to send your way. But his seed, Isaac, came and dug up those wells. And so the next generation will not suffer because you went beyond what you felt. You stepped out on faith and you said to the Lord, I'm going to step out and do what you said because instructions from God cannot fail. We, God wants us to understand that when he tells us to do something, it's no way that we can fail. It, it's yes. no failure when it's the word from the Lord. It, it's simple as that. If God says move, believe it, believe that he's going to make provision for you to move. So what he said was keep digging. There has been many instances where I have prayed and asked God, why hasn't this broken? Why hasn't this shift? And what he said to me, he said, Crystal, keep digging. I'll show you the root cause of why this is happening. Dig to get to the root. If there are different obstacles that are um, in your way right now, and you're like, Lord, I keep pressing, I keep pressing, I keep digging. I don't understand. God said, keep digging, keep seeking me. And then he also says, you have to change your company. There are some people that even that are connected to you. God said, I need to disconnect you from certain people because the Bible does says that bad company corrupts good character. So we have to be mindful of that. We have to connect with the right people. God is causing you to make um, connections, divine connections that are going to bring you from a place of doubting to a place of faith. You know, Moan talked about the young lady that she met. It was not by chance that she met this, um, that she spoke to this lady. It was not by chance that this lady is living in the same building that she's living in. So there are connections. And, and even if 
you you have trust issues. That's why I said God said he's going to bring healing. So because some of us are like, I don't know if I can trust this person. I don't know. You know, it, it doesn't even matter. If God said you're supposed to, to connect with certain people, you God bring healing to that place where we cannot embrace new things and cannot embrace new relationships. God bring healing where we did we where we trust people where we were not supposed to trust people. It was certain people that we let into our lives that were not supposed to come into our lives. But God is saying I'm opening up the space where there are going to be new connections that are going to lead to the favor that God is releasing upon your life. Some of us are tired some of us have been praying and we've been waiting and we've been saying, Lord, when, how, why? But God says, come to me. You have taken false burdens. Some of us have taken false burdens, but I pray and declare in the name of Jesus that even in this atmosphere, that God will release every false burden that you have taken on that was not yours to carry. He said his yoke is easy. His burden is light. What God has given you to do is light, meaning it will come with ease, meaning he will give you the grace to carry what God has positioned you to do for this hour. And yes, abundant life, we're going to walk in it, but it is not free of pain. It is not free of trouble. But God said in this world, we are going to have trouble, but take heart because he's overcome it. He over, He's overcome every obstacle that you are facing right now. And so if you're saying my credit is not good enough, if you're saying my faith does not is not at the place it needs to be, you don't need a lot of faith. All you need is a word. You don't need a lot of faith. All you need is a word. He said all you need is a faith as a grain of a mustard seed. There are different things that in my life I have prayed. I have prayed. I didn't even know um, that God was able to do it. I, 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 it, it was just like, I was, I was basically taking a gamble and just taking a, 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 a leap of faith and just say, let me just take this to the altar and see what, and see what happens. <laughs> and so God is saying, just take it to him and see what happens. Lay that thing on the altar, lay that petition on the altar and watch God turn it around. Don't take no for an answer. Do not take no for an answer because God, if it is a no, and I thank you, Mo, for sharing that testimony because I am in a place now where I'm waiting on some things to come. I'm waiting on some things to happen, and I will have a testimony coming soon, but there are certain things that God said, you know, you got to wait before you share it. So there are some things that I'm waiting on myself, but you do you understand how important it is to share your testimony? Because not only did she share this testimony on this platform, but I'm going to put this on YouTube. I'm going to put this on my podcast so that other people can hear that no matter what you are facing and no matter how many rejection and how many no's and how many denials you get and how many people don't receive what you're saying. Like I said with Jeremiah, they did not receive what he said, but he know what God said. And you can take that word in any aspect and put it in any category or any situation in your life know that when god says something i don't care if it's if it was like five years ago i don't care how many how long it was ago if god said it and he said now is the time to move because a lot of times we just need to know when if he says something like pray into that 
don't just get the word and just run with it and say, okay, this is the word of the Lord. I'm just going to wait for it to happen. No, we have to ask God. We have to pray and ask God for further instruction as to how you need to move forth forward to carry it out. You have to partner with God. You have to partner with heaven as to what heaven has said about your life. Do you know that what God speaks to you has already been written like by your name? Do you know that when God says something to you, it wasn't just like he just thought of it yesterday? Do you know that everything that God says to you to do, he He had it in mind before you got here? So it is something that you're supposed to do. It is something that you are, yes, qualified to do. It is something that you are equipped to do. And so go through the process, go through the purification, go through the um, the, uh, the things that you, like you said, uh, the pain, the hurt, the disappointment. There are going to be some things that are going to happen in your life that don't always feel good, but it prepared you for your now. It prepared you for what's to come. So you can stand up against what the enemy is trying to bring your way. I, we have a defense. And that's the Holy Spirit. We have a defense. That's the power of God. And so if we never go through anything challenging, how do you know how? How do you know if you can overcome if you never go through anything that is challenging to you? There are some things that are challenging your faith right now. But if you will allow God to bring you to a place that will stretch you out of your norm, because you will never know if it, if God is able to do it through you unless you are stretched. And God is saying he is increasing our capacity to receive more of him. But in order to do that, we have to walk in faith. And so I'm just going to um, pray. And then I'm going to ask Mo um, if she can pray. Actually, Mo, I want you to pray. I want you to close out and pray. Um, whatever the Lord leads you to pray and just declare over everyone that is listening to this, that whatever God has given you to do, because I believe that this in this hour, people need hope. They need to know that no matter what you are dealing with or facing right now, it is an urgency for you to give birth in this season. It is an urgency for you to do what God has called you to do. And in order you, for you to do that, you have to trust God beyond what you see right now. And so I just want you to pray and just declare the word of the Lord over everyone that is listening to this, however the Lord leads you. Yes, yes. Um, before I pray, um, I just kept on hearing the Lord say, faith without the works is dead. Right. And it's not just the work behind um, applying for these things, but it's also work that he's calling you guys to do concerning. I don't know if it's business. I don't something that's going to set your finances in order in order for you to be able to gain to go to that next place, even if you don't see it where you want it to be at right now. God is just calling you guys to position yourself for the release of the blessing. I don't know if some of you guys have businesses or want to go into business or want uh, a, a, a raise in your jobs, whatever it is. God is just saying, position yourselves for that elevation to be able to attain whatever you're asking him for. Um, so I just want to pray 
right now. Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now and we cover this line now in the blood of Jesus, oh God. Father God, we cover every individual now in the blood of Jesus, Lord God, right now. And we ask that you will forgive us of all of our sins, God, that you'll cleanse us and purify us in your precious blood right now, God. We pray now, God, that you, oh God, will just begin to speak to every heart, every mind on this line right now concerning the things that you're calling for them to do. Right now, I just saw a vision of eagles. God, I thank you that as eagles, you're causing these women to soar in this season, God. You're causing them to elevate, to go into a new level, into a new dimension, oh God, to new heights and to new territory, God, in the natural and in the spirit, God. I thank you that you're using these eagles, oh, and you're sharpening their discernment in this hour, God. God, you're going to use them in unusual ways, oh God, in new territories, oh God. And I pray now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we come against the spirit of fear even now, God. We come against the spirit of worry, anxiousness even now. And we bind it in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And we send them back to the pits of hell where they belong. But we pray now that you will release a fresh fire upon these women, God. A fresh level of boldness, oh God. That God, you will take them, oh God, to a level oh God, even in their faith of how they see finances, God, that they will remove the cap, oh God, of what they see is as expensive, God, but that God, you're calling them to be royalty, God. You're calling calling them to be women of high stature, God, high standards, oh God. God, you're elevating them, oh God, because you're calling them to be in a certain place, God, to be around a certain group of people. Some of them, God, you're calling them, oh God, to be in the seat of government, God. Some of them, you're calling them to sit at tables, oh God, where they will put together laws and legislative, oh God. We pray now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you will just begin, Lord God, to open up, oh God, the way that they think, God, that you will even change their surrounding, God. As you were speaking to me, God, you, has been, you have been speaking to me concerning the proximity principle, meaning, God, the people that is around you may have the capability to shift you to that next level. So we pray now that you will send the people that will shift them to the next level, even as Joseph was in his prison, oh God, when he was, oh God, thinking that it was over, God. God, it was the prison prisoner, oh God, that spoke well of him before kings. God made these women be spoken well of before kings, God. Women that have been called Joseph and their families, that have been feeling, oh God, that they've been left behind, oh God, that they've been thrown away by their families. The ones that you've secluded, oh God, the ones, oh God, you brought to a place of solitude. May they be the one, my God, that will take their families, oh God, out of the generational curses, oh God. May they be the one, oh God, that will be the generational curse breakers, God. May they be the one that will sit in the courtrooms, oh God, before kings and queens, God. May you elevate them in their workplace. May you elevate them in their businesses. May you elevate them in their ministries, God. We call forth elevation now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. We pray even for the fire of God to be released out of their mouths, God. That God, they will speak in a 
new level of boldness, God. And they will come to the fullness of who you call for them to be, God. They will, they will no longer be hiding in the background, God, hiding behind people's shadows. But that, God, you will place them in the limelight, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, we pray. God, this season that they were in, oh God, they were in incubators, God. You've been preparing them, God. You've been molding them, God. You've been, Lord God, training them in the things of the Spirit, God. Now it's time for release in this hour, God. This is a season of open heaven, God. And we pray now in the name of Jesus, oh God, those that are in search for a new home, God, uh, the applications be approved, God. Uh, we pray for the angels of the Lord, oh God, uh, to move on behalf of these women's applications, God. Uh, those that have been put at the bottom, may they be placed at the top. Uh, may their applications be approved. Uh, may the, whatever they're believing you for, God, uh, be approved, God. Uh, may you give them the desires of their heart in this hour. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Uh, and we thank you, oh Heavenly Father. How Hallelujah, even for an increase in their finances, God. New level, God. Levels of increase, God. My God, a number they never thought that they will even be able to attain, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, we pray. We thank you, Heavenly Father. Oh God, we pray, God, that testimonies will birth forth, oh God, tonight, oh God. My God, testimonies will come out of the mouths of these women, God, to say, look what the Lord has done. May their faith elevate. May their faith rise in this hour, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, to believe, oh God, the things that they are believing for you to do for them. For your word says, God, without faith it is impossible to please you. May they write the vision, God, and make it plain, God. May they speak it day and night until they see the manifestation of your power and your glory in their lives. And so, Father, we thank you in advance, God, for what you're about to do and how you're about to do. And through all of this, may you get the glory, the honor, and the highest praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. I receive it. I receive it. I thank you. Um, Moan, for that awesome prayer. I thank you all for um, joining in this evening. I thank God for what he wants to do and what he will do. And we are in anticipation. We are posturing ourselves, getting ready for whatever God wants to do in our lives. I want you to follow. Um, if you can just click on Moan, um, and um, on her profile and follow her. Um, she is an awesome woman of God and has so many things that are coming up and that she is planning. And so we just thank God and just celebrate her. I celebrate everybody that is in this room. I celebrate you. I thank God for what he is birthing in and through you and what God has called you to do. It is so great. It is so important. It is of great value. And you are carrying something that the world is just anticipating and waiting to see and to uh, basically the world is waiting to see what God is doing through you so that their faith will be increased. And so just understand that what God wants you to do is so important. It's so valuable. So don't take down, don't back out, don't shrink back. Just walk into what God has called and be bold. Do it with excellence. Do it with courage. Do it, do it with your head up. You know, don't don't apologize for what's on your life, but do it 
because you know God sent you. And if God sent you, he is more than the whole world against you. So I encourage you again next Tuesday. Um, we will be back at the same time, 7 p.m. Holistic Ministries, behold and be healed. And God is questioning you today. Will you be made whole? Will you be made whole and healed in the name of Jesus? And before we close out, I want to um, invite Candace Davis. I believe she has a testimony. Just one second and then we're closing out. Okay. Whew, I actually wanted to get specific prayer because I needed this call so this so bad today. I'm literally in the same place where God has asked me to give up everything. I gave up everything I owned, moved out of my apartment. I lived in Texas, moved out of my apartment, gave up everything I had. He told me to give away my car. I met the young lady I'm giving my car to. I'm just waiting on her to do her part that God has told her to get it. Um, to another state. I spent two months on the road serving um, and then moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And I've been living between Airbnbs. I've sold until I have nothing left in my account. And I'm sitting in my last Airbnb that I could afford. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I know that if it wasn't from hearing your voice, I would not be in this position. This is something I would have never created for myself. So I need you to be the God you said that you are. And so I'm here on faith and asking for a specific prayer because I'm in that place where, you know, you've been beaten down so long, suffered so long that you, not even that you here know the first time, but it's even hard to me, for me to believe that God, what God has said for my life, it is more than I've ever seen more than anyone my family has ever seen and anybody I've been connected to has ever seen. And I've had to literally dis disconnect myself from my community. And I'm sitting in isolation because there are people who cannot understand the decisions that I'm making in faith. And so um, I'm in Atlanta looking for apartments and I literally have $100 to my name. And I'm like, okay, no job because the Lord told me to leave my job, shut down my business. And I'm like, okay, Lord. Now, this is impossible in the natural, and I need you to show up in the supernatural. Hey, um, Mo, do you um, have anything to say? Um, and oh. After you, I'll say something. I, absolutely. Um, I, I do. And um, one, the one thing the Lord was sharing with me in, um, in that hour of um, releasing and, and letting go of everything um, he was talking about how through the suffering is how my anointing is going to increase. I said, the suffering, I was like, the suffering is how my anointing is going to increase. He's going to really, he's going to give you all those things. He's going to give you everything back double. You're, you're, you're in a job season where you feel like you dry and there's nothing left. And, and I'm going to tell you, I had moments where God, um, how am I going to eat today? And then somebody will be like, Hey girl, I'm buying lunch. What you want? I'm, I'm pay for it. Like God is going to make sure that he provides for you. Even when you see that you're at your last, God is going to make a way where something or someone is going to come in and provide. And God, what God is doing, he's also helping you to rely on him and him alone and not rely on anybody else. 
So even if you try to reach out to people, there's something that happens where they don't even want to connect with you or people are literally walking away from you and and he's the one that's allowing it. There's nothing that you've done. There's nothing that you've said it said, but God has to allow you in this hour to rely on his voice, to fine tune his voice in your ears. Because when you come out, honey, when you come out, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, you're going to be at the table and he's going to allow everyone to see it. I don't know what your calling is. I don't know where he's taking you, but I know it has everything to do with where he's about to take you. Trust me. It's not going to be long. It's a part of the process. It's a part of, you're going to be fine. Girl, slept in cars some nights. Cause I was like, I can't make, I can't make it to the next place. Slept in people's living room floors. Borrow people's clothes because I didn't have clothes with me at the time. So I had to borrow someone else's clothes. And it brought me to such a place so low. And it's so funny. No one would have ever known that I've gone through it because I looked on the outside like everything was fine. And God was like, I need you to look like that. I need you to show up. I need you to comb your hair. I need you to take a shower. I need you to get yourself together. You're going to be fine. Don't look like the way with the, the, what you're going through. Don't look like that. Continue to smile, continue to, to praise him, continue to glorify him. And people are going to be like, how she's still doing all that and know, and know your situation, how she's still able to praise God, because you're, you're doing something in that moment. You're doing something by doing that in their hearts as well, too, to show them knowing God is not about things. Knowing God is about just trusting him in a relationship, no matter where I'm at in my life. And watch, you're going to see people come to him. When God elevates you and shifts your life, you're going to see people want to know him because of where he's about to take you and how he's going to turn your situation around. They're going to watch, they're, they're watching your story. That's what they're doing right now. They're watching your story from beginning to end, the process of what you're doing. And they're saying you're crazy. I got that. They're saying you're crazy. She lost her mind. They're, they're, oh my goodness. I got it from, from all the people in my industry. Oh my gosh, she done lost her mind. But guess what? When I came out, I came out better. I came out stronger. I came out mentally stronger. I came out spiritually stronger. And God's going to do the same for you, sis. Hold on. But I, I did write write in the um, the comment box. So uh, if anyone is led to give her uh, money through Zelle, which I am, you know, please give me your information, sis. Because in this hour where we need more than ever, we need support. We need prayer. Whatever it is the Lord is telling us to do, we need it. Because we can't do it by ourselves. Amen. Thank you, Mo, for sharing that. And uh, and Candace, it was not by chance that you're in this in this uh, space and that the word of the Lord came, um, as well as Moan just sharing her detailed um, story. You know, God yes. God God allowed her to show de- uh, to share detail by detail, and that was for you and for everybody in their hearing. But that was specifically um, personal you know, for you because of the situation that you're in right now. Um, just know that God, when God restores, when he gives, it, it's not what he's getting ready to release upon you in this season coming forward. It's not even going to, it's not even going to look like your past. 
like even the blessings that you received in your past, this season is going to blow your mind because you have been obedient to the voice of the Lord. God, there is no, God is not slack concerning his promises with his children, but there are seasons of testing and there are seasons that things are stripped from us. There are seasons where our faith is tested and we are stretched. You know, it, it, I had a season in my life where, you know, I, I didn't have anywhere to stay. I was sleeping on somebody's um, air mattress. People didn't know, like Moab said, people didn't know. I still had to get up. I still had to go to work. I still had to, you know, look to part. Everybody did not know what was going on behind the scenes. There are many times when the Lord said, wash your face, keep going, keep pushing. And when I did, God made a way of escape. And I promise you, it. I, I forgot all about the pain, you know, and that's just like even when you're pregnant and you're um, you uh, have a baby for those that have carried a baby. When that baby comes, the joy that that baby brings when you're holding a baby in your arms, you forget all about the labor pains. You forget all about the morning sickness, how you wish you was never pregnant, all of that. All, all the things that you went through in your body, you forget all about it when that baby gets here and the joy that it brings and the promise that that came after the trouble, after the pain. So I just want to encourage you today to let you know it was not by chance that you heard this testimony today. God wanted to encourage you tonight to let you know that he's got you. If God told you to move and he told you to step out on faith, and do what he's called you to do. He is going to make provision for you. And, it, and it's just as simple as that because God will not um, allow his children to go without. He will not allow his children to go without. And then it's only for a season. And just like um, Moan said, if you can, um, if you can share your cash app, if you have Zelle um, or whatever means for people to, so if they, um, if they desire, if God lay on their heart a particular uh, specific amount, um, if you can share that with us so that we can share it with everybody too. So, and I want um, Ashley, she's all um, also on the stage. She wants to share something with you. Ashley, you can go ahead. Um, hey, Candice, I moved to Atlanta two, three, 2019. Uh, the math, the math is a math. I want to say that's no, 2020. So that's two years. And when I moved over here, I left everything. I moved out of my house, which that was kind of falling apart anyway. I just felt very uncomfortable um, in my house. So my son and I, we moved about to move into some apartments and the Lord just kept telling me, don't sign the lease. It wasn't time. So we stayed with my aunt. We lived in a hotel for one night, stayed with my aunt. And uh, the Lord just really wouldn't leave me alone about moving to Atlanta. And I was scared. I was nervous. I didn't know anybody here. And um, when I finally made it over here, everything that I thought I had set up was awful. It fell apart. And uh, the pandemic happened probably like three weeks later. But I tell you what, I, strugg I struggled the first first of everything the first two years here I practically struggled and um, I called Krista and Shaquetta and they would pray me through and I'm like I'm ready to go home you know my family was calling me crazy everybody thought I was crazy because like why would you just leave everything and move to a whole nother state 
I was without a car for a long, long, long time because I was borrowing my sister's car and she had to come back and get it. So it's a lot going on. And long story short, um, my life has come full circle. I'm not completely out of the woods yet, but it's enough to share. And so I am in Atlanta. If you would like to come and stay for a little while, you can. Um, I usually give money. But this time I'm offering my space because that's what I feel led to do. So if you would like to grab my information from Crystal or I can put my number in the chat, you can do that as well. Thank you for sharing that. I'm actually, um, thank you for sharing that, Ashley. I am getting ready to send, um, just one second, everybody. I'm sending her a cash app and her Zelle. Um, Ashley, if you can, can you go to her profile and send her a message with, with your information? Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So Candace, um, here it is. Another testimony, Ashley, um, sharing with the stepping out on faith, um, and I, I want to say this, if we read in the Bible, <laughs> whenever God wanted to, uh, I'll just name a couple of people, you know, Abraham, you know, when he wanted to use people mightily, he moved them from the place of their comfortability. He moved them out of a place of familiarity to a place that they did not know. So they had to step out on faith. He told Abraham, go get away from your family. I'm going to take you to a place. I'm going to make you the father of many nations. So sometimes when it comes to um, stepping out on faith and moving in the direction that God has calling us to, we got to separate um, from certain people and just our our own comfort and ability, you know, our own places where we like, you know, I can handle this and I can do my thing and I can do whatever I want to do. And, you know, what God is stretching us in this season where it's the things that we could do back in the day or could get away with or different things that we did to make it. God is saying you can't you cannot use those strategies in this season. You cannot use have the same um, mentality in this season. But where God has taken us, he has taken us to a place where he is stretching us. He is making all things new. This glory that God is releasing um, in his people it cannot be released in um, old wineskins. So God is processing us. He is trying us in the fire. It is not, it does not feel good when you move in obedience. I, you know, we, if we really be honest, when we, when we are obeying the Lord, it does not always feel good. We say, we can say, yes, Lord, get, he gave us the instruction, but sometimes you got to go when you don't even feel like going. You got to go when it hurts and when it's painful, when God, I don't even understand why it is this intense in this season. You have to go. And it is a place where we have to trust him. And I just believe, and I know sometimes when we're at the point of, in a break of, um, the brink of like, Lord, I don't know if I can do this. He will send somebody. He does it every time. When I'm at a point where, Lord, I don't even know. I can't do this. This is getting on my nerve. I just, I'm frustrated. If we just keep it real and, and get to a place like, Lord, I don't know. I want to give up. I want to throw in the towel. This is too much. 
when we get to that point, God will send somebody or he will allow something to happen, a song, a word from somebody, or he will even, you will even have a one-on-one -on -one divine encounter with you and the father. Um, and he will let you know, I'm with you. I'm with you. Even sometimes in that still small voice, you know, I, I remember even recently, it was not too long ago. I was like, Lord, when, why, how? And he said, daughter, I'm with you. I'm right here. Just that one phrase, just, I, I was fine. That one phrase in that moment of distress, he said, I'm with you. And so the Lord just wanted to encourage you, Candace, to let you know that he is with you and he got your back. He got your back. And we are all a body of Christ. We cannot do it by ourselves. If our, the, the body of Christ is full, like the Bible says, is full of many members. If our hand is hurting, we got to help the hand. If our, if our pinky toe is hurting, we got to help the pinky toe. We got to, we, we, we really, really got to pray and, and really encourage one another and lift up one another when we are going through. So it was not by chance. We don't know you. We've never met you, but God knows you. He knows your situation. And you came in this room to be encouraged tonight to keep going. So all of the, all of you all that feel led to sow, please sow um, as God is leading you to do so and continue to pray um, for Candace that God will continue to use her um, to do whatever he's called us to call her to do in this hour and that all of us will be in a place of obedience no matter what the instruction no matter how crazy it may seem because some stuff that God is telling us to do we're looking like wait I have never seen this done. And and what I want to say, and then I'm going to close out, um, that you're, you're going to make history. There are some things that God is calling us to do that will make history. It's going to go in the books. If we be obedient to what he is saying, it's going to go in the books. And God is going to give you the resources to carry out every vision that he's giving you. And God's going to give you the money. He's going to take some of our tax brackets up on this year. So before the end of this year, even in the next couple of months, we're going to see God move miraculous, miraculously in our lives. And then ultimately, God's going to use us to bring healing to his people. Like the, everything that's going on in the world, God needs us to stand up and stand and rise and speak for him and be vessels that can be used for his glory. So yes, our testimonies, we got to look like where we're going. Our testimonies will cause people to say, Hey, you know, how did you get this? I got this. Nothing but the glory of God. God is the one that did this. Now I can share. So God will give you a testimony to open the door to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. Yes, we are believers. We don't have to be down and out and living from paycheck to paycheck. But God is using us, yes, to be prosperous in our spirit and in the natural. So God is going to open up doors for us to have businesses and us to be prosperous in the businesses that we already have, because the businesses are going to draw people and they're going to allow us to develop relationships with people. And the people are the ones that God is concerned about.
the souls that are going to be linked to what we're doing. And so, yes, God is going to allow the vision to come to pass because of the people that we're going to connect to. So there are going to be some divine connections where God is going to use you to bring people into the body of Christ, into the kingdom. And that is all. If we stay kingdom minded, we'll be fine. If we stay kingdom minded and humble ourselves before God and let that be our number one priority, then God will take us in places that we will never even imagine sitting at tables that we did not think we were qualified to sit at when we humble ourselves before him and keep him first and make sure that we do never um, take the glory um, um, for ourselves and always give him the glory that God's going to open up doors that no man can shut. So, Lord, I thank you for all of the things that you have said and done in this room. Um, And Candace, I'm going to back channel you again um, after this. But, Father, we just thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, everything that you want to do. We humble ourselves and we place ourselves in a place where we've never been. This is a place of, of, of trust, God, that we've never had to trust. This is another level. This is another dimension, God, that we've never had to walk out and do before. And so, Father, we thank you, God, for stretching us in this season, for calling us into a place of trusting you in ways we've never had to do. And we thank you, God, for the visions that you are releasing, for the fresh downloads that you are releasing, God, for even how you're calling us into a deeper level of consecration. You're calling us into a deeper level of living before you, holy and blameless before you. And so, Father, we even pray and declare right now in the name of Jesus that, God, that everything that you need to do internally in our hearts and in our spirits, God, that we will posture ourselves in a place of obedience to you and humble ourselves before you. God, that whatever you have to do in and through us, God, we will stay on the potter's will in the name of Jesus, God. Whatever you have to take out of us, whatever you have to remove from us, God, we pray in Jesus' name, God, that we will be in a place of humility, God, for you to do whatever you want to do, God, in this season of our lives, Lord, for the latter shall be greater, for this greater glory that you are causing us to walk into. We count and an honor and a privilege to be used by you that your glory can be released in the earth God and so we empty out in your presence Lord that you will fill us up God in the name of Jesus that we will know that what we're carrying is valuable that we will know that what we're carrying God does not have a price tag on it God that it will break chains off of those that are bound God that it will cause those that are sick to be healed in the name of Jesus, those that need healing, God will be healed because we have said yes, because we are walking in obedience to what you called us to do in this hour. God will do it, God, even in those times where we feel like we can't, God will do it because you're the one that's doing it through us, God. You have qualified us to walk in this call that you have graced us to do before the foundation of the world. This is something.
something that we were born to do. And so, Father, we thank you for the assignment. We thank you, God, for the assignment. And God, we don't take it lightly. And God, we understand because this is a costly anointing. This is something that has cost us something and will cost us something, God. And so we understand, God, that whatever you have to do to take us through this process, we yield. We yield. God, we yield in the name of Jesus. We yield to this process. And we thank you, God, for being able, God, to be in a place of obedience and yielding totally to the call of God that is on our lives. And God, we thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you, God, for what you have released. We thank you, Lord, for every word that has been spoken. We thank you, God, for every testimony, God, that has been released that has done nothing but bring you glory and honor. And we pray, God, that even the ones that listen to this later, that their faith will be increased, that they will be in a place, God, to say yes to you. Let these testimonies cause somebody to say yes and to walk in what God has called them to do because they have heard what you are able to do, God. They didn't believe before, but God, after hearing, God, what you can do, God, they can trust you because they know, God, that if you did it for somebody else, God, that you can do it for them. So we bless you. We give you praise. We honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Lord Jesus, I thank God for all that he is doing, all he wants to do in our lives, Lord. So everybody, I just encourage you just to say yes to God and continue to yield to the process and watch God move in your life in a way that he's never done. And just watch him blow your mind. I I just believe we're going to have testimony after testimony after testimony um, on this year alone. And I'm just, and, and, and I'm telling you, don't put limits um, just like Moan said, and, and we're going to close out, don't put limits and don't put a cap on anything. You just, just let God just be God and do whatever he wants to do. do don't, don't limit yourself in this season because God is going to blow our minds, but we cannot be a hindrance. We can't stand in the way, you know, because sometimes we can be our worst enemy, um, our old mindset. So, all right, blessings, y'all. Have a wonderful night. Um, and I pray that You can join us back on next Tuesday at the same time at 7 p.m. Holistic Ministries, be healed, be whole, be blessed, everybody.
Hello, I'm just going to close her room out. Were you all starting a room? No, I was trying to exit, but every time I get on um, get on uh, Clubhouse, I end up back in this room. <laughs> okay, let me close her room out. Thank you. <laughs>